Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr, always ready to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. And some don't make it at all. This week, we'll be reviewing The Athletic Football Show and The Lux Series. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael. This week, we've got, we're still on our sports theme. So still this on is, the sports theme, yeah. Yep. Part three of our short series on sports podcasting and how to be successful at sports podcasting. Uh, we hope we're <laughs> being helpful in this area. And interesting, we're also trying to cross over some of this so we can see things that are really working in sports podcasting and imagine how they might apply in other areas of podcasting that are not specific to sports podcasting. So we've had some fun examples in the last two episodes that we've we've talked about. But this week, we're looking at the Athletic Football Show. And the Athletic, right, is a large organization, a media conglomerate, if yeah. you will, of sports journalism. So talk to me a little bit about our decision here to, to highlight these guys in the example. Yeah, I'm glad we picked this one because I, I obviously like this. You know, we, the one we picked was a was a story, the the Luck series we're going to talk about, which is the story of Andrew Luck. Yeah, so I, I do think it is a, a very interesting organization, and their approach has been highly successful. Right? They have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of different podcasts. Yeah, so they, they have, have a whole series of these of these unique podcasts that are, you know, focused on football or there's one on the Vancouver Canucks, for example, that I saw. And then they hire, you know, really seasoned journalists to do it. One of the other things yeah. is they, they, you know, they found beat reporters in these cities, wherever it was. And we're going to, we're going to go on yeah, to the yeah. Lux series. Obviously, this was done by an, basically an Indianapolis Colts guy, right? That's, he yeah, just, Zach he Kiefer. just, he just breathes, you know, lives, breathes and eats. The athletic did. They basically went out and said, Who's the best guy in this city? I, we want him on staff. Uh, the other thing I want to note about the Athletic and their their podcast is they do have a subscription service as well. Um, oh, and this is also a distinction from last week, right? When we did PTI, yeah. right? Um, pardon the interruption, which is not really a podcast. It's a TV show, <laughs> right. kind of converted, distributed as a podcast. Yeah. But these guys are really podcasters. Yes. Okay. They do have media side that does online. They have a website and they publish articles and, and content there, but they have hired people specifically to do podcasting. So they have a whole podcast production crew that helps these hosts and experts uh, produce their podcasts. Clearly they have really, really high end audio guys, sound editing, producers, mixers, music all of this stuff to support what they're doing. 
So, so I think that's very important. We're going to see here as we talk about this that the production quality of their podcast is very, very high. It is audio first. So I love that they're really focused on this and they want it to sound good and make sense for their listeners. Um, so you don't get this, you know, references to visual stuff, uh, necessarily, uh, in the right. podcast. I know you, so, I know you hate that, yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but they do have a subscription. It's $3.99, although they run a special, it's a dollar a month for six months, but then it goes up to $3.99 a month. And that's an all access pass. And they do publish episodes and content that is only accessible to paid. Uh, members. Now, you can listen to most of their stuff on Spotify or Apple or wherever. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to the podcast, many of the podcasts for free. So the football show um, publishes, from my estimation, here's not an exact process, but about three episodes a week during the off season and five to six episodes during the football season. Let me, let me frame this up. I want to play a clip from episode one of Luck. It's just called Luck, episode one. And uh, so this is Zach explaining what he's after in this six-part series. How does one of the greatest quarterback prospects ever end up walking away from the game before he turned 30 years old? Over the course of the last five months, we've asked everyone, from Bruce Arians to Tony Dungy, from David Shaw to RG3, from Chuck Pagano to Peter King, Tom House, Chris Ballard, and dozens more. That is the question this podcast will try to answer. I'm Zach Kiefer from The Athletic. Welcome to Luck. So here we have Zach kind of setting the question he's going to attempt to answer. And I thought this was very interesting because, again, he's invested. He was the Colts guy. He was reporting on the Colts. This was his life yeah. uh, during the Andrew Luck period when he was there. So this caught everybody off guard. And I think he kind of took it personally himself that when Luck announced he was retiring at 29, even Zach Kiefer didn't see this coming. Sure. I think that Andrew Luck obviously is a reserved guy. And I think part of the reason that this, this episode or this series works is because Andrew Luck has really not, never spoken out about why he yeah. kind of walked away. He's shocked you know, the, the whole world. The whole, you know, the, if you listen to the series, it's all about him being a very private guy. He's this he he just wants to disappear into the background and, yeah. and you know he never thought he was a special guy and so i think even after he walked away from football he he doesn't understand why people really want to talk about him anymore yeah. um so i think that's why i think the premise is there for an interesting story yeah and i think it is it is an interesting story and so of course you've got to have something that's interesting if you're going to talk about it for 5 plus hours right. of content and so, so I did think it was a fairly good choice. I was interested, right? Yeah, I, I know you picked this. I, this. I was surprised yeah. when you picked it. I go, oh, Eric wants to listen to some six-hour Andrew Luck podcast. I go, where did he feel? <laughs> okay, I'm willing, I'm willing to give it a shot. Well, I also found it interesting because virtually all of the other sports podcasts we had been listening to were all about scores and sure. teams and Debates. daily rundowns yeah, yeah. On, on the news, Right, what's happening today in sports? Yeah, and this one was a story, right? And it was really an elaborately told story. You know, I'd listened to the first episode, and he did kind of hook me. Yeah, I, you know, I was hooked. I wanted to know, yeah, how did this come about? That this guy who was apparently brilliant and talented and had so much 
potential in the league. So excited. The Colts organization really supporting this guy. And he just walks away. You know, I think we're seeing more storytelling in sports nowadays. You know, I mean, even ESPN, these types of programs have developed more story. Because you used to have to go back when you thought about storytelling in sports. Yes, there were sports movies. There was that Hoop Dreams documentary 20 years ago that I think got the ball rolling. There are some great stories And now we're here. Now we're here, I think. And I think podcasting... This is the medium for it, right? Yeah. And we've seen that you can tell, you know, really great stories. Well, the in, other thing you know, that within a short period of time. Yeah. I know. I don't think you need. You know, you don't have to do this uh, six-hour show. You can. You can tell a really good story. <laughs> well, neither of us got through all of the the episodes, right? You listened to more of it than I did. Actually, yeah, I listened but, to everything but uh, episode five, and I I read an article online that uh, somebody did a review on this, and they said they only listened to one and two. So, and yeah. which shocked me. I said, well, you know, at least you could have listened yeah. to the last ten minutes of episode six to give yourself the rundown on what was yes. What and was I'll the admit, conclusion. I, I cheated. Yeah. I listened to episode one. And then I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, we got to do this review. (laughs) And there's a bunch of other stuff I want to listen to also. And so I listened to six. So one in six, the the, the first and the last one and kind of skipped the middle. And I didn't feel like I missed much. No, I don't think you missed much. In many ways, what you got – so episode one was really based on his college days. And that was – Set the stage. And and his upbringing, right? Yep. And then – the last episode, you know, was where he was trying to wrap it all up and, and yeah. come to his conclusion. And yeah, I really felt that episodes, at least the ones in the middle, you know, two through five, really were just rehashing this idea that Andrew Luck is, you know, he's an interesting guy. He's a bit of an enigma. He he likes to keep to himself. He likes to read, yeah. you know, his upbringing, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and that really, I think, set the stage for for a potentially really good story. But- Two through five, I felt just rehashed this. Pounded it. This pounded it like over and over. But the other perspective I had on all of this, though, is I was really impressed with the depth of Zach's research on this. So I I kept picturing in my head that he went and interviewed hundreds of people over six months or a year period of time. He really wanted to answer this question. And Andrew Luck was not answering the question directly. He had to go and talk to all of these other people and try to piece it together with what other people heard him say and do and you know what was going on with him in those weeks leading up to his apparently sudden decision to leave. Okay, let's let's talk about and, this because I so you're right. I mean, I I have no doubt that he prepared, you know, extensively to to piece this together with yeah. the entire crew. But what's important is that even in, in the first episode, and, and then again, he repeats it in the last episode, that he did have access to Andrew Luck. We talked for 90 minutes that morning about the game, about how it all ended, about his career, about mine, about the teammates he still keeps in touch with, about raising young kids. He asked the conversation be off the record, and it will remain so. Which, to me, was... A- Kind of a shocking revelation. So he, you know, he gets access to the guy, yeah. and yet the 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 guy says, "Oh yeah, I'll talk to you, but you can't say any of this stuff on your on your series." Yeah. And the guy must have felt completely defeated. Now he's got to somehow well, he's got to go out and find other people who can now he say had to it. Go out and find other people for him. Yes. And and so 
And I'm not convinced. I know you said that he he spoke to all these people, but it was it was hard for me to tell whether a lot of the clips that he was playing were actually conversations that he was having with them or whether they were just clips that had been taken from halftime shows or other discussion interviews with Andrew Luck. I didn't get the impression that this this was an interview kind of series. It, it was him. And that this is what really left yeah. me. I, I was left feeling like it wasn't complete. I said okay. to you earlier, I, he'd only you used- wanted to hear Andrew Luck say why he left. Yeah. To me, a good yeah. story needs three elements on your stool, right? Okay. But in this case, I feel like there needed to be interview elements. There needed to be opinion, which, and then there needed opinions, to be debate, right. right? Okay. So they were all kind of there. So there was interview, I guess, but you never got the main interview. You never got the interview with Andrew Luck. I just felt yeah. that was missing. I had a lot of other people. Yeah. Then, yes, it was, you know, it was mostly about Zach's opinion. So a lot of it was the storytelling, yeah. you know, his opinion of what was going on. And there was, and there wasn't a lot of debate either. So you talk yeah. about the interview situation, you know, he had all these seasoned journalists. There was, there was clips, but yeah. it wasn't like he was having a conversation where they were trying to figure out or analyze why Andrew Luck did what he did. Yeah. Um, so it, it was all pieced together really nicely, but I still felt it wasn't as great a story. Yeah. You know, all right. Let's have a, you know, Kornheiser Wilbon moment. And I'm going to say, you're wrong, Mike. Oh, you're wrong. You're, you're wrong. wrong. Okay. <laughs> He got there. He got there. He did his job. He couldn't get Andrew. And so he pieced this together. And I was okay with the conclusion. I thought when I listened to that sixth episode that he did answer the question he set out to answer, which is why did he walk away? So after all this, all the interviews, all the reporting, the six episodes you've spent listening to this series, there remains one last question. Why did Andrew Luck retire so early? It comes down to two things, perspective and perfection. And a guy that had loved football for years, for decades, had finally come to a point where he no longer loved football and he could walk away with his new child and his new wife and and open up a new yeah. chapter in his life. And so in the end, yeah, this was just a story about a a broken guy who who had realized that there's other things in life and that football wasn't all of it and, yeah. and was able to walk away. Yeah. Well, and sometimes the answer isn't as dramatic as maybe we want it to be. Maybe that's just the truth. The truth is that it, it wasn't maybe the answer that people were were looking for. But as a journalist, I think, you know, Zach had to stay, you know, true to journalism and answer with what information he was able to get. And, and I thought he did that. Would I have liked to have heard it from Andrew Luck's mouth? Yes, I would have, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think, think the whole I think, world wanted I to hear it from I think it would have been Luck. more yeah. dramatic had, had yeah. he been able to get that, get that interview. Um, oh, a- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Would have put Zach on the map too, I think. I guess if he so, could have gotten Andrew to really sit down and tell it openly and, and allow him to publish that. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, certainly, if, certainly if Andrew Luck had said, yeah. Oh, I'm willing to talk, right? You know, yeah. then then the ESPNs and the Sports Illustrated, you know, would all have lined up to, right. to get that interview. Maybe maybe Zach wouldn't have been able to get it, yeah, you know, yeah. as this yeah. sort of beat Indianapolis yeah. Colts guy. But 
brand. But for other podcasters out there, we do encourage you to look at opportunities like this. Find an interesting story and take the time to really do your research, put it together. Uh, again, the production quality of this, the music, the all the transitions of voices and, and different elements that came together in the production of this, whether we liked the fact that he, you know, his conclusion at the end or the yeah. length of it, I, I thought it could have been done in three episodes, right? That beginnings kind of set the stage. Who is this guy? And, you know, why was the world so shocked um, or just set the, that the world was shocked? Then, you know, the second episode could have been his, you know, professional career yeah. in the <clears throat> NFL and really tell kind of what happened sure. over those years and the injuries and stuff. And then do the, the third one is kind of the conclusion where he ended up and those last couple of weeks leading up to it where everybody thought he was going to play the right. season, even if he missed some games. But the other interesting yeah. element, obviously, is the fact that he took over from Peyton Manning after Manning's historic. Yeah, but you could squeeze that in. We've seen Malcolm Gladwell and others in 30 minutes. True, but I, I'm saying that I think it's very difficult for any quarterback to follow up a Hall of Fame career, and so when you're that, oh, yeah. when you're that quarterback, that I think is an interesting story. I, you know, they never spoke to Pan. You know, he didn't get Peyton Manning in here. You know, you talk about it being smooth, and I agree, it was smooth. But he spoke to a lot of people, right? There were yeah. a lot of voices on that podcast. I, I think that you know he was getting the information, he was pulling it together, he was feeding it to you kind of systematically, you know, on a timeline of the events that occurred over his career from college to uh, the pros. And then finally, yeah. you know, kind of almost minute by minute at the end there as it came up to that announcement. Hey, Mike, I want to take a quick moment to thank our friends from the Discovery Shark Week. I'm a big fan of Shark Week. And the folks at Discovery have some really cool collectibles and toys and exclusive deals for Shark Week. They have offered our listeners a discount on Shark Week merchandise on Amazon. We've got a link and a discount code in the show notes. This offer is only good until September 6th, so don't miss out. I want to talk a little bit more about the the overall series here, the um, athletic football show, and one of the elements we we talk about sometimes the monetization. We talked about the subscription thing, but they do run ads during this, and I thought it was interesting that they have a link in all of the episode notes that says, "Learn more about your ad choices." Visit megaphone.fm/slash/adchoices. So I clicked on the link to mm -hmm. see where this goes. And this is Megaphone, is a Spotify company that does advertising and podcasts. So this is a service you can sign up for and they plug ads in. What I hadn't realized is that at least apparently on Spotify, this is a dynamic ad service that uses the, um, the Nielsen Marketing Cloud to customize the ads to you. So um, the Nielsen Marketing Cloud, basically, they're pulling your browser information, your search history, and you know all the sites that you're hitting and where you spend your time in your browser from your cookies, and they're selling it 
to Megaphone basically to help them determine what ads you might be most likely to uh, to click on, you know, or per- make a purchase from. Well, I think their uh, their SEO is quite good because uh, everywhere I go now, uh, it pops up an athletic ad, uh, whether I'm on Facebook or Instagram. It, having uh, gone to these sites many times, exactly, the, and that is Nielsen days. selling right to everybody else that you've done some stuff on yeah. the athletic. Yep, uh, absolutely, and you can opt out of the Nielsen Marketing Cloud browser yeah. information. Well, I, I think this is going to become more, yeah, common. which is always quite a, a debate. Has Nothing specific to podcasting, but you know, is it better to get ads that are tuned to you uh, based on somebody selling your search history, or would you rather just get random ads that make no sense to you? All right, let's talk about the the regular episodes. So this Luck series was a specific program, if you will, that was just kind of plugged into the middle here, and they dropped all six episodes at yep. once. But normally, the show is hosted by Robert Mays. Okay. And Robert Mays comes from, so we were talking earlier about them, the athletic kind of recruiting all these, these guys. Robert Mays is a generalist but he, uh, for the NFL, but he was with the Ringer for four years. So the Ringer, Bill Simmons organization, is another kind of conglomerate podcasting, media, sports group that has a whole bunch of experts in niche market for sports. And uh, so very similar to The Athletic. And clearly, there's poaching going on back and forth, I think, here, folks moving between these two organizations. Uh, But he left in 2020 and joined The Athletic. And he brings in guests who are really niche. Uh, An episode I listened to was from last um, August. So I wanted to listen to something off season and during the the regular season. So in August, uh, he interviewed this guy uh, Mark Harmon. The episode's called "Unearthing Wide Receiver Gems with uh, with Matt Harmon and a Check In from the Broncos Camp with Nick Cosmider." So Matt Harmon, you talk about a specialist. So this guy spent eight years charting every passing play in every NFL game to develop a, a database and a perspective on wide receivers in the game. So to kind of put that in scale from the number of games and teams and the number of passing plays on average per game, that's like 20,000 passing plays for an NFL season. He's done this for eight seasons, right? So we're talking a massive effort to study wide receiving, the routes, the players, the coverage, how well they do in man versus zone coverage, right? So this is just an unbelievable expertise. And this guy can talk about all of these players, all of these wide receivers. And some of them, after eight years, you know, he's been following the same wide receivers and seen how they have evolved and how much better they've gotten, you know, at man versus zone and different setups, different quarterbacks. They've moved between teams and systems and coaches and offensive strategies. And so um, it's just an amazing knowledge level that this guy has in this very specific Thing. Well, I'm a big fan of this expert. We yeah. talk about experts and generalists in, in almost anything. Yeah. And 
if you can find an area that you're passionate about and that you can become an expert in, yeah, particularly if it's in the where there's a lot of data that can yeah. back you up. Yeah, um, he now has a podcast himself for fantasy. So Matt is an absolute expert in that, and he yeah, has there's his probably own not enough daily niche podcast. to do that yep. as a podcast. But if you within the context of fantasy football, yeah, um, you well, know, you figure he's also. I mean, he's watching you know nearly three hundred games a year. He watches every single game, so. Even though he is charting the the passing plays, he's also watching the games. So his general knowledge of the NFL sure. and the teams is extensive beyond just the wide receivers. Uh, but he focused. But on again, that. Yeah. that that allows you to sort of move yourself around yeah, yeah. within the industry, so that you can and, you know you can showcase open your skill. All kinds opens of up lots of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So his other guest was um, Nick Cosmider, like Zach. Uh, Nick is a specialist, but he focuses on the Denver Broncos, right? That's his his area, and so so you have you know Robert bringing on these guys um, to talk about a specific topic, and so they pick one you know each time. Now he spent an hour with Matt. Robert is also very knowledgeable. So again, years of covering the NFL and. Um, I also really liked his style. So, complete contrast to you know PTI and the kind of combative debate yeah. thing going on there. These guys are very much you know respectful agreement. Even if they disagree, they seem to you know, acknowledge that the other person's opinion is valid. So uh, there's no shouting at each other and saying you're wrong. But this works. This is kind of the classic. I'm going to listen to these guys because. Robert Mays is extremely knowledgeable. He's easy to listen to. He's conversational with these guys. He can counterpoint and go, oh, yeah, but in this game, you know, this thing happened. And, you know, so he can compare. You make a reference to one thing, he can compare to something else because he has great depth of knowledge on NFL football. So this is a, a formula that just works. Yeah, the podcast mix on The Athletic, which I think is about almost 20 podcasts. Hey, Eric here. Going to jump in with a quick correction. So Michael just said that he thinks The Athletic has about 20 podcasts. Actually, I did a little digging and they have over 100 podcasts. So just want to be factual in our podcast too. Thanks. But if you look at the mix, it really is quite interesting, right? So it's obviously there's some NFL football, but they do a lot of soccer, yeah. you know, English Premier League football, and really niche, right? On every team. So yep. Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United. I mentioned before the yep. Vancouver Canucks podcast. There's one on Italian football. So they really have done a good job to figure out, oh, what's not, what needs are not being met? My guess is that yep. this is sort of an American thing, an American audience that maybe does not get access yeah. to this kind of information where they want. Yep. So the other thing I I also liked about the way that uh, Robert Mays does his podcast, and we you know we certainly highlighted this is a best practice with PTI and their their rundown, right? That kind of list of topics they're going to cover. Yeah. So Robert clearly did this in the discussion he had with Matt Harmon on the wide receivers, and literally he was counting them off. So he would say, "All right, question number two. You know, Matt, you wrote something about this, and he would go and ask a question about that, and then, and he literally counted them up. I, I want to say 
It was at least 10 topics. And these were clearly something they had agreed to ahead of time. They had this outline that said, you know, I'm going to go down this list. Here's my punch list. Boom, 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 boom. Was it in the notes? Did you see it in the notes? No. I don't know why they don't. Why are people putting this in the notes? So my belief in this particular case is that this was taken from this list, actually came from an article that Matt had written. Matt has a publication of his own called Reception Perception. And I tried to go and see if I could find the article, and it is behind a paywall. (laughs) So you have to subscribe to get that. So I think that's why they didn't publish it, because this was a promotion for Matt to get you to go, and if you want to really read his article, uh, you've got to go go subscribe uh, to his newsletter to get that. But still, I liked that it was very organized, and you know they stayed on topic, moved right through. They had a plan. They executed the plan, right. but it I didn't think, sound scripted. I do feel this is one of the takeaways from the podcasting space, this idea that you, you, know, you really do need to make it very regimented, very structured. I think all the podcasts that we've seen that in the sports area, mm-hmm. arena, that just do not seem to work are the ones where the, the, you just let the people ramble and the yeah. debate just goes on and on. Um, and then you mix in some storytelling. And I think you've got, I think there can be a, there can yeah. be a winner there. So it's not trivial to do one of these stories, but I think it's well within the grasp of almost all podcasters. I completely agree. All right. Well, that was our show. And, and this wraps up our series on sports podcasting. This was our review of the athletic football show. You have been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. If you'd like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.